Hey, 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 y'all. This is the host and creator of the Lauren Hour podcast, your girl, Miss Alora D. So if you guys are tuning in, I want to thank you guys for being here and exploring this journey with us. But you guys can check us out every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey guys, welcome to the Lauren Hour Network, and this is the Lauren Hour Podcast with your girl, Alora D, and co-host, B. Vaz. What's going on, B. Vaz? How you doing? What up, Laura? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there, you know, in my final semester. So getting ready to graduate, man, with my bachelor's in cybersecurity. All right. Doing it, man. Doing it. Congratulations. Let's send yes, out ma'am. a lot of love to be Vaz on his journey to cybersecurity. Big dog, big dog. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah, we're doing it. Yes, so, sir, we uh, are. Yeah, that's boring life so far. I mean, you know, still enjoying where I'm at. Place I moved to last year is dope. Uh, you know, enjoying the daily events that this place got. Never thought resort style living was going to be the thing I would do every day. So it's pretty cool. Well, congratulations. You deserve it. Vivas, I am so happy to have you here because I'm going to dive right into this. So over the weekend, you know, we have been talking about the immigrant immigrant crisis in the U.S. And so I was just sitting here scrolling the Internet and then it popped up that our police officers are now being attacked by immigrants. So this video I obtained on Twitter by uh, one of the uh, people that I know with me. And this is our local PD in effect, immigrant. Oh. Well, that was fast. Whoa. My bad, y'all. That was really fast. But <laughs> that, video, that video came fast. So, like it was your first time. <laughs> like you've been touched for the first time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One time oh. for the one time. But <laughs> either way it goes, yep. uh, three New Yorker, no, two New York police officers were attacked by seven migrants. And the video, I'm actually kind of happy it did cut off because the video was kind of vicious. One yeah. of the officers were attempting to arrest one of their friends, and they all started attacking the officer, and it was the kick. The blows. I seen one officer get kicked in his face, and when I tell you he got kicked in his face hard, the 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 guy who kicked him kicked him so hard that he failed too. And um, I, I I'm just really disappointed in the U.S. right now, guys. Uh, be best. Give me your take on that video because you said you seen that video too. How did yes. you feel watching that video? I'm shocked at how much of a joke the police have became have become in the. Uh, public uh, sector, like how people view uh, the police and all law enforcement in general, it's a joke. And mm-hmm. that's not how I grew up. I grew up like fearing police, not because of what the, you could possibly die, but the fact that you don't want to go to the through the legal system. It was just you know the justice system was made for a certain reason, you know, and it was to get justice for those who committed the crimes, uh, the victims as well. Yeah, and and. From what I see, it looks like criminals are emboldened. Everybody who um, can commit a crime, there's no consequence. And even other police are now looking like they're fearful of even getting involved in preventing crime due to these uh, public engagements with the uh, citizens as what we saw in that video. It's bad. 
Yeah, well, they're not citizens of the U.S. They are immigrants. I'm going to be very clear on that. Yes, and, um, and also uh, all persons, not just citizens, right? Yes. And um, my whole thing is these guys, five of them were arrested. And they're still, uh, actually, there was more than seven. Five of them were arrested. And they said seven are still on the loose. But here's the kicker, though. These guys were arrested and released with no bond. So they yeah. got out of jail and they didn't even have to pay any money to get out of jail. And I am appalled by that because they could have killed these officers. It, it was yeah. the kick to the face for me that I said this could have been that man's last last thing he's seen before he 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 left. I mean, he, you know, he left the earth. I try to say unalive, but, you know, before he was unalive, possibly. You know, I bet you when he woke up this morning and he kissed his wife and his child goodbye to go clock in to do a job to serve the public, I bet you he did not think this was going to happen today. And I, I think it's disgusting. And I just, if it was an everyday citizen, no U.S. citizen could have got away with that. No U.S. citizen. Um, Not it. Okay. So in other places, probably like southern states, but up here in the northeast, there's a no cash bail everywhere. Um, majority of the north seats that's controlled by Democrats, unfortunately, have passed this due to numbers of incarceration are too high and overcrowded. And what they've been doing since the pandemic is been doing this and it hasn't changed. So crimes that are Let's say over here in Philadelphia, they got this thing where you have to steal over $500 before they even lock you up with a misdemeanor. So it's like free range out here. I don't know if you've been seeing the videos, but people be just going into Target and Walmart, walking around with TVs and nobody says shit. Yeah, I mean, I think crimes under $500 is, you know, I can understand not having a bail for that. But physically attacking a police officer and you get no bail... And yeah. then it was the way that they attacked them. And what I'm saying is, not here in the South. I'm sorry, not one white man, not one black man, not one uh, Latin man, not one Asian man, not one U.S. citizen, not even a Mexican, a Mexican um, citizen with a green card could have got away with that. Just wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have gotten out of jail within a couple of hours. That judge would have tried to throw the book at them before the trial even started. They didn't even went right. to trial yet. It's not guilty until proven innocent, but it's the fact right. that anybody else in New York would have been sent to Rikers Island. No, these guys. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's not how it. It. It's been. People have been like shooting police, and not getting charged, at, like with the crimes you think they're going to get charged with. It's it's to that level in New York City. It is bad. It is. It's so bad that people leave the state in droves. I think New York had the largest number of people leaving than any other uh, place other than California. I'm talking about from the Northeast. They had the largest exodus because New York City's literally unlivable unless you are an elite. If you're a millionaire or someone making over six figures, you are not going to see what everybody sees on a day-to-day -day. on the trains in uh, up in the um up in the streets in the alleyways you just you're not going to run into that if you're part of the elite and that's the sad life um that people are living in new york city right now um i don't know what needs to be done but uh eric Matt, uh, adams i believe his name is 
Yeah. He's the mayor of New York City, mm-hmm. has said that he wants to push a new objective to change how police are being viewed in New York City. But given that this guy is more concerned about the migration stuff than he is about his own police, shows that there's a little bit of a disconnect on how the public is seeing the police. And it's literally a joke for all for all pe- people. It's they're a joke right now. It's just yeah. it's sad. Yeah, well, I, I think that he is his overwhelmed because he does have the issue that he has to face with the police. But then he has the migrant issue. The migrant issue is the one that the people are calling about the most because of the, the lack of funds. They're running out of money. New York was already a struggling state, you know, and they don't have anywhere to house these people. They're shutting down schools, like I said the other day, yep. to put them in schools. The people of New York is suffering because we have so many um, uh, people seeking asylum and so many in- immigrants in the U.S. And look at this. They sending them to Denver. I ain't never known too many uh, migrants in Denver, Colorado. That's yeah. a new one for me. They're, they're going. So, um, Greg, uh, Governor Abbott has been taking all the influx of immigrants that they do have on their um, inside their custody, that mm-hmm. they're trying to just bus them to the locations where they said they're open sanctuary cities. It's happening mm-hmm. here in, in the state of Pennsylvania. It's happening over in New York, Colorado. Um, was the other one? Uh, Washington, California, uh, all all the north, all the northeast states that are like Massachusetts and all them that are blue, that are ran by Democrat governors, and they're saying, "Hey, we're we're sanctuary states." They're sending them up, and they're now all their all the mayors are. Well, I, I think all of that's going to start to change. A lot of states are going to not be sanctuary states anymore because they're right. going to be afraid of what's going on in Texas, the crisis in Texas, and then the crisis in New York. And now Denver is about to be put on the map. Denver has always been a place that you never heard too much about. And now Denver is making the news for right. you know building uh, housing and paying the rent for two years for people who I saw that and uh, did much work they and then they think they deserve everything and let me tell you I have no issue with the ones who are coming in and they're trying to get themselves together and they're just trying it's the ones who are roaming the streets robbing people because one of the guys who attacked the cop he had just previously been arrested for assault he had just been arrested and Um, uh, let go again and so now he's arrested again and he's let go again yep and you're going to see things like that. That's going to be the pattern until um, a big drastic change happens. And you probably won't going to see it until the next election cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. What I did see uh, recently, see the last three weeks, there is one city that actually has complained directly to their mayor. And that was Chicago. Chicago was upset at the fact that the budget, yes. the net, mm-hmm. the budget that they had worked out all about, 20 million or so was taken out of the taxpayers' money and given directly to migrants. And then they're like, we're already struggling here. We are the ones forgotten. Why are you forgetting us? And it's the it's the black community, it's the impoverished community, it's those that um don't have enough and they rely on the government to help them out. Mm-hmm. And all that money that would have been for them is now going to the migrants and it's like okay so who are you really serving right 
and you know the people who didn't vote for you or the people who did vote for you so right. now that mayor is on he's on notice and it's yeah. looking real interesting at what's happening in chicago because of chicago becomes a red state the whole entire state of michigan if or illinois if the whole entire state of illinois becomes a red state that completely turns everything on its head for the midwest because ohio's already a red state because of the crap mm -hmm. that's been happening then you start moving it west more and then it goes up that's the whole midwest from top to down is all going to be for republicans only because of policy and that's a failure on the on those mayors if that happens that's their own fault and I, i'm laughing at it because i'm like you know you brought this upon yourself you it was it was avoidable should listen to your people yeah and so this is my thing though i my biggest fear right now is violence and it's just like the u.s already have a problem a gun problem right. and it's so easy to access a gun in the u.s and then we're bringing like i said the other day we're bringing in these people and we know they're going to get access to guns because people who live here already who are citizens get access to guns who shouldn't and then I feel like these people are going to be cornered and they're going to feel like they need to commit crimes. And then guess what? The U.S. is going to be in the same state that their countries were in, you know, because this is my thing. It's just like after a while, I feel like the people have to stand up. Like, yeah. I feel like the people have to stand up and try to take back what's theirs. You can't change anything by fleeing to other countries because the issue is still going to be there. You know, the U.S. citizens, we have to get up and we have to fight. We have to serve. We have to do all of these things. And I just feel like we are never going to get ahead as a people because we're always taking care of everyone else. And then we're watching our U.S. people, all citizens. It don't matter what race you are, what color you are, what background you came from, whether you're rich or you're poor. Our people are suffering right now. The American people. All year, all we heard about is American people being pushed to the streets to accommodate people who did not grow here. They were flown here, in the words of Akbar, you know? And that is something that disturbs me. And it scares me because it's just all of these reportings of these people just being violent. And it's sad because the cities like New York and Texas, and we're about to talk about Texas in a minute, they don't know what to do. They have no clue. Okay, so you, uh, Brandon, put, read some of the stats that you put in the comments. Yep. So for some stats for the audience, so they get some context on what's going on with the migrant stuff. These This data is from 21 to 24. Uh, number of persons who obtained legal uh, permanent status in the U.S. between that time was 1,018,000. The persons who obtained legal permanent residency through relatives of the U.S. was 385,000. That's the legal migration section. Now, um, the illegal encounters between this time of fiscal year 23 was 2.4 million. The last um, people that came through this past month of January was in the 300,000s, the last, uh, the highest ever recorded for, for January. And then our border patrol encountered 1.6 million with the U.S.-Mexican border this last fiscal year. And the apprehensions are 1.87 million 
That's not in Gataways. Right now, to year to date, there's over 8 million people that have been entered in this U.S. Entered. Not even legally. That's crossing the border in general. That's illegal immigration. Right. So, so half of that's gotaways. We have 4 million people we can't we can't track. <laughs> can't count them. And that's the thing. We don't know whether they are criminals or not. And then you guys still don't understand. We have the war on drugs that is going on in America. And most of these drugs do come in from Mexico and Colombia. These, these drugs are coming in for places that some of these immigrants are coming from. And I don't believe all of them are seeking asylum. I Like I said, I believe some of them are here to cause trouble. Some of them are here to take a, 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 a take advantage of our legal system because a lot of people think our legal system in the U.S. is a joke. A lot of people think U.S. citizens, the average U.S. citizens, are dummies. That's what they believe about us. We watch videos all the time. If you watch videos about people um, in French and how they um, France and how they feel about us, they say we're fat. They say we're lazy. We're not smart. We're unmotivated. So this is what these people feel about us, right? And not all of them. Let's be very clear. Not all of them. And I'm talking to the bad characters. I'm talking to the bad characters because I just don't feel like we should have took in so many men. I feel like if anything, it should have been women and children. Men need to stay and fight. That's how I feel. The men needed to stay and fight unless they were disabled or they were elderly or they had some type of terminal condition. That's the only way I feel like those people should have been able to come into the U.S. And when I mean by those people, I mean people who are who are not naturalized citizens or have not gotten um, green cards and came here legally. And the ones who are causing trouble, that's what I mean by those people. I'm going to be very clear because that could seem offensive. And the thing is, I don't want people to think we don't care about human life. We absolutely care about human life. But I also look around and I see my peoples. And I'm not talking about the people who just look like me. My peoples, the American citizens, the people that I, I didn't grow up with, my neighbors. I'm seeing these people pushed out because... They want to make room for people who put the American people first. One, that's how I feel. Put us first. Um, but be bad. I want to talk about this thing going on in Texas. So Texas, if you guys do not know, Texas, Arizona, and um, where else? California. They are the hub. That is the hub for illegal immigrants to get into the United States. And so Texas decided to take a stance. So they've been putting shipping containers along the borders. And along with that, they put up bulk wires. And so Sleepy Biden has a problem with that. Sleepy Joe has a, a problem with that. And he has given them, he said by the end of today, to take down the bulk wires because they're saying it's inhumane. And the governor basically said no. So uh, Biden sent out the feds. So um, Texas have been having a standoff with the feds. And I want to know, Brandon, are you in support of Texas or not? So all this goes back to uh, Article 10 of, I think it's Section 2, of all the, um, or of the U.S. Constitution. So our 10th Amendment says this is a states' rights issue. So anything that's not um, actually explicitly written into the Constitution goes back to the states and then it's people. So you have states' rights, you have people rights. 
So mm-hmm. uh, Ninth Amendment's people's rights, Tenth Amendment states' rights. Reason why it's in the Constitution like this is because when situations matter in the matter of national security are in play, Constitution um, is not in favor of that, then the states have the right to overrule that, saying, the, well, the supreme law of the land is states' rights now, saying that we, my job as governor is to protect my people. This is a national security issue, not a political issue. Biden made it a political issue, and he's trying to protect his people. Biden's failing to protect his people, which is dereliction of duty, so he should be removed for all, from office for that. But I agree with Texas being able to defend itself as a state and protecting its people because that's the main job of the governor is to protect the people in the states. Main job of the president of the United States is to protect the people of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the failure there. So I'm with you. I stand with Texas. And um, there's been talks about uh, Texas has basically a small little military there that I'm hearing is kind of independent from our military. I don't know how true that is, but they're saying that um, Texas, even though their military is a part of our military, if they wanted to stand against Biden, they could. And uh, yeah, Texas, that's, that's the Texas National Guard because oh, that's the next, okay, right. So the Texas National Guard, which are National Guardsmen, they don't work for the federal government; they work for the state. Mm-hmm. So they do what the state tells them. What Biden can do is take over that. But he needs to have legal justification as to why. One has to be national emergency and that there's a foreign threat enemy. That's the reason why he's taking over. He wants to take over so they can allow that foreign threat to come in, which then the Supreme Court um, or the, the Constitution of the state overrules the federal government because he's putting its people in under, uh, th- under duress and under uh, a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And is threatening the lives and liberty of the people. That's where the big, that's the debate. So mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't getting that. And they are thinking that it's it's like he's trying to be a dictator and taking over like whatever, uh, uh, not abiding by the law. But Governor Abbott is abiding by the law. But it's the law of his state because the federal government law is being superseded because it is threatening. What he's trying to tell him to do is threaten the lives of the people that live in Texas. And, and he has every right to protect. He has every right to protect. Who them. lives in Texas. And I, you know, I think everything that he's doing is right. I just feel like Biden is only complaining right now because he's up for re-election. I feel like Texas, what, what else is Texas to do? Let, let's not act like this has not been going on since we were kids. Let's not act like they've been trying to figure out a a, a solution to this border issue and i feel like texas took a stance and if you so happen to cross that wire that that fits and you get cut up that is on you because you're not supposed to be here that's like if you go to someone's house and you decide you're going to go to that person's house and rob them and they shoot you that's on you you decided to go into someone's house and violate their space and they don't know if you could potentially hurt them they don't know what you have. And I believe that's how Texas is viewing this. They're like, we we don't know what these people's intent are. They're coming here. They can't, they can't be coming here with funds. We know they don't have any money. They can't get jobs legally. So how are they going to provide for themselves? They're going to have to turn to crime. And when they turn to crime, it's going to be petty crimes. But petty crimes lead to bigger crimes. Bigger crimes lead to people getting hurt. Right. And guess what? 
they're going to be incarcerated for a short amount of time. And then there's going to be this thing about deportation. And then they're going to be taking up more space in our jails, getting a free ride because they're not going to care because guess what? It's better than where they came from. Yes. Um, <clears throat> there is a problem worldwide with what's happening, why they're leaving their states. We would have to really look at that information and see what's going on in the states that they're leaving or countries that they're leaving. A lot of places that they're coming from are very poor. And I mean, it's so poor, it's better to risk your life to come up to here than to stay where they are. Mm -hmm. So how do you fix that problem? Well, you must, one, figure out what is it happening in their uh, government that's right. causing this problem. Usually it's the government that's failing their people mm -hmm. because they're corrupt. A lot of corruption is happening in South America because the cartels and the, um, the mob, the MS-13s, they're all running the show in South America. They're running the show to the point where they control the governments. Mm. So Mexico can't do jack about it. And if they try, they, they their governor is probably in the pocket. That's why, or the president. So that's why okay. they haven't done anything. And see, this would this would make sense for me. If our US government governors and the president was to sit down with the Mexican president and say, listen. We want your people to be able to live in their country and not fear death or whatever it is they're trying to escape. What do you need help with? If we could send our troops all the way to Iran, all the way to Afghanistan, all the way to Israel to go mind their business, and their business is way far away from us, then I think the U.S. government should get involved and help them get this cartel thing in order because we have the power to do it. Right can't do it but i just i don't know how that works i don't know the dynamics of that because i'm not a politician you know but it's funny yeah it's funny you said that because uh there was one person to find out the root cause of all this she am i fyi the borders are miss harris mm. vp she was tasked with this in 2021 and not one thing or policy has been implemented or investigated on what's going on with this high level of migration but i do have a theory and i'm about to go alex jones with this theory okay let me hear your theory so given that there's um there's a lot of people coming um the people that have been coming are kind of overpopulating certain states like some states don't even have that kind of population like mm -hmm. six million plus mm -hmm. people and like, if you look at that number and you look at how, how big the U.S. is, we are 334, 35 million people. That's not including illegal immigration. So if you include illegal immigration overall total, we're probably like 10, 15 million people. So like 350 million people here. The states um, that would be going, that the, these immigrants would go to are states that would be considered swing states. I think they're going to try and make it so that they can vote, that they can get their green cards quick. They're talking about amnesty for a lot of these folks and the right. ones who were here before. That's Democrat voters. Democrats have been leaving the, the Democrat Party. And what? And look at the number that's coming in. 
kind of puts them over the map to go and vote so Democrats can be in power forever. It's not just a little bit. I mean, literally forever, because you're going to get lifelong Democrats. And I think that's what's happening. They're also doing something called um, the the cultural, uh, the Great Reset or Replacement or something like that. It's called where they're taking people of different nationalities and they're mixing them, mixing them and taking away culture and bringing bringing a mix of everything rather than us having its own culture which its own culture is mix of all the cultures that people do come here yeah, with. The, the u.s culture would it be the native american culture but it is it was based off of that plus the uh european uh ways so a lot of our stuff comes from europe but now we're going to get a lot of the people from south america coming in which theirs is very high uh culture as it is a lot of Spanish culture. So notice that the language is uh, mostly spoken. It's over 50% Spanish. And you're looking at it becoming like we're a bilingual country now. Like mm -hmm. you have to know Spanish sometimes in order to be able to get around because there's places that you'll go where they don't speak a lick of English. And it's it's looking like there's going to be a, a situation that's going to happen with all this migration. Also mm -hmm. brings in diseases that were eradicated. Yep. So, because a lot of these people because, were not vaccinated. And they're not vaccinated. You got these people also that are anti-vaxxers in general because they're idiots, by the way. But there's certain mm -hmm. things to be skeptical on, which is like this COVID shot. I got the first two. I don't plan on getting another. I I, I plan on just like having just no, no other shots. I don't want my heart to stop because a lot of people have been dying since they've been getting these shots. So it's it's a big thing that's happening. You put a lot of people that are that are contagious around. You add a new uh, super virus around, and boom, you have a just this melting pot of just this what do they call it? Uh, primordial soup of just like disease and and just chaos that's gonna kill our numbers. That that's some Alec Jones like you know theory I mean, stuff. You like, know what they had already said. They had already said that there were um, bacteria in the Arctic that they have found, like ancient bacteria. So we're already we're we're already facing global warming. We no one's really had a winter this year. Um, food is already high as heck. It's already scarce to get water. There's things that is going on in the U.S. and no one's really speaking on it. No one's really saying how you can take here in Charlotte. I have a hundred dollar bill and I'm going to walk out the store with like four items, I, four items, $400. And that's food items. That's me. And when you're a big family, if you're a family of four, a family of five, that's not even really a week's worth of food. It's two days then, right. We're trying to, we're trying to already fix the problem we have. And then they keep telling us, Hey, we're going to have to take away from this funding. Like that mayor did in Chicago took away from the COVID funding. And the, and the people really needed that. And the thing I didn't like most was the people didn't even know the money was there. Right. $95 million. Yep. But these politicians, they set on money to to, to uh, please their needs and what they want. Yep. And oh, excuse me, they wait for opportunities like this to come up. And that's when they use that money to uh, lean voters towards them, to lean yep. other people with money towards them. And they're acting like they're doing this stuff for these immigrants out the kindness of their heart. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're just not. And I just, I just feel like 
Americans are going to be extinct very soon. Natural Americans. Yep. And and what I mean by that is we're going to be a country that's so overpopulated that none of us are going to know our culture. Not even the, the Latin Americans who came here legally. They're going to be overran because guess what? They're going to be looked down as and you've been privileged. Yep. And I don't like that because I, like I said, I know that the, the Mexican people that I know that came here legally and who were born here, some of the hardest workers, non-problematic, good people, good people. And that's why I say they're going to people going to start targeting them, thinking that they're just immigrants. And that's how it was with when, um, you know, COVID hit and people start targeting Asian-Americans who, who were here, ain't never been to Asia a day in their life. That's what happens. And I'm worried about that. I'm worried about my peoples. Yeah. And when I say my, I'm worried about the American people. I'm worried about the future of America. We keep yep. saying make America great again. I, I just feel like America's going backwards in time. Feeling yeah, like I, have a it, home. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, B. Oh, no, I was just going to coincide and backpacking off of that. Like, yeah, it's literally our numbers as far as this presidency goes. They haven't been this bad since... 73. So you're looking at uh, President Carter years, which if you ever looked at those years, I think it was 72 or 73 to 77, which is the election year was 72. And then it was 1976 was the uh, was the end of his uh, was the election year again. So from 73 to 77, Carter years are some of the worst years, which had high inflation, high gas prices, low supply chain worker unemployment was high and it was pretty much the worst and who brought us out of that was ronald reagan ronald reagan was the only guy to go in there and fix it yeah i don't know the facts of that i'm right so when it yeah it was in the early 80s late 70s that when he came into power ronald reagan just completely switched the switched everything but again ronald reagan was not viewed as a pop was that wasn't he impeached no, that was um, Nixon. Oh, Nixon. Okay. Yeah. So um, Ronald Reagan was a president with a very stern uh, rule. It was more like the police were more aggressive. They had a lot of um, a lot of they had a less oversight on them, where the police were just doing almost anything they wanted. Drugs were bad, like real bad. They 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 got this campaign about drugs that was really hardcore weed was completely eradicated from homes. They were going in and like DEA, FT, AFT or FTA, ATF, ATF. That's the word. ATF, so ATF was going in, raiding people's homes, taking drugs, taking alcohol and taking, just taking everything out of their homes and, and confiscating it for themselves. So it was a big thing um, in, in those days. But at the same time, if you look at the economy, you, the public view was bad, how they viewed his presidency. But like overall, his presidency okay. had jobs at the, like everybody was almost employed. He had about an eighty percent employment rate. Like there was very low unemployment uh, in his number. Like a majority of America was employed. They had more open jobs than anything. Manufacturing boomed. Oil. And 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 um production know and all that stuff. Actually, jobs was where it was at. I I don't I don't know the numbers. I can't I don't have to fact check some of that, but I don't know all the numbers. But I do know that uh, manufacturing jobs was high. 
boomed. And I mean, boom, crazy boom. It was everybody had homes. People were buying homes left and right. It was mm. it was like a res, resurgence of American greatness. And that happened under Ronald Reagan. So but, all under him. And that's why people look at Trump as that guy. Like yeah. he's going to come back and do that. I don't know where I'm at, but I just, I know that Biden doesn't have me comfortable enough to vote for him again. And you know what's so sad is that um, a lot of people are saying, uh, despite everything that Donald Trump has been going through legally, he still has a very high chance um, of getting reelected. And my thing is, how do Biden turn this around? What is he going to have to provide for the American people for them to have any faith or hope in him? Uh, because what he's doing with Texas right now, I, I just know that is not going to sway. That's not going to sway the American people to want to vote for him. If anything, I was still on a on a fence about voting for Biden or voting for Trump. And I'm just like, uh, I, I just don't know where I want to go with this. But the stuff that he's doing in Texas, let that governor do what he is supposed to do for his state. He is stepping up and doing his job. What are you doing for the country? That's what you should be focused on. Focus on your country that you're supposed to be running. And I just didn't like how he went down there and he's trying to, well, didn't go down there, but mm -hmm. he's trying to strong arm Texas. And I just feel like, I, I feel like there's a point where you're going to have to step it up. And I think Texas is thinking about their police officers because yep. who has to face these people every day People like police officers, because guess what? The military is not always stationed in Texas. The military does not have what you said, the, the reserves, the, the people in reserves do not have everyday contact with immigrants the way the police officers are, because someone's going to call them. They're going to get into some trouble. They're going to have more interactions. So what I worry about is people like my husband, people like my husband's friends, yeah. uh, other people, I, I worry about these cops who go out here and the good cops, the good officers who go out here to do their job, to try to make, you know, their communities better and just make it home. Because what that attack showed was they know, they know that people have a hesitation about our police officers. We do. But we don't want nothing like that to happen to our police officers because we still need our police officers. And everyone knows how I feel about bad cops. Uh, mm -hmm. Let the law handle them. Let the law handle them. But you're not about to be out here just attacking police officers. The fact that they had no fear in doing this bothered me. Yeah. If y'all have the kahunas to do that to our officers, go home and fight the war that you're having at home. Don't right. come here and do that to our people. Go yep. home. Yep. I'm just saying, you want to be bring violence and <clears throat> ignorance? No. Yep. On Go your on your point that you mentioned for how can Biden turn this around? The playbook was written, and he and Trump wrote it. All he had to do was ride it, ride that wave, and I. People would say he would have been the greatest president. I swear it would have been so stupid. It would have been tough for Trump to vote him out of office because he just followed his steps. Just do what he was doing. Don't change it. The minute Biden got into office, he ripped up almost every single policy he had written. And all the policies that he ripped up completely 
devastated the country. And it's funny because the Democrats said that Trump is going to cause all these problems, but yet it all, like you had said, it all happens under his watch. Everything that they had said he would do. And he, and he's like, I can fix it guys. Bring, vote me back in. <laughs> and that's exactly what's going to happen. Listen, I, I don't know what Trump's policies were, but I feel like I'm going to have to eat crow. What? I feel like you it. want me to, I can list them for you. They were real easy and simple. I, um, well, so, I want to fact check too. You okay. Can, you can fact check this. So first thing was the immigration policy was called um, the catch and release, but it was remain in Mexico. So they caught them and they left them in Mexico because if they claimed amnesty, sure, that's fine. But you're going to go back to the country where you came in from. You're not going to go and stay in here in the U.S. We're going to vet you and then you're going to be coming back with a court date. And then if you're good to go and, you're, and you really need amnesty, then we let you in. Second thing was the um, the policy on energy. So the green energy push that they've been doing is failing. It is failing to the point where now there's more um, there's more oil being drilled on private lands than there should have been. But public lands, it's a lot less because Biden ripped up all the leases and all the permits. And now he just like the last six months was like, oh, no, you guys can't. These are the drills here. You can have them. We never told you no, but he only approved the permits for the leases that had no oil. But the ones that did were all denied. So that's another one. The drilling. The fracking and drilling has to happen, and it has to happen in ways that the restrictions are gone. Bring back the XL Keystone Pipeline. XL Keystone Pipeline was, was terminated when Biden got into office. It was the middle of, of being uh, completed. 18,000 jobs were lost, millions of dollars gone in revenue. Then the last thing is the Abraham Accords and then the um, nuclear deal with Iran. He ripped up the nuclear deal with Iran, said, nope, applied sanctions on all our enemies. And then um, the Abraham Accords, which he said, we can make peace in the Middle East as long as we follow these things. Business will always trump our politics. And he showed that. So you can fact check all that stuff. He he did what everything that there, as long as Biden just stayed on that beaten path, he would have been fine. He ripped up all those things. Those policies were what makes everything work. But see, my issue was he put a ban on um, citizenship and travel visas for Muslim countries, seven Muslim current, um, yeah. countries. Did you check those countries? Those were countries where terrorism was at its peak. I mean, high terrorism um, traffic was coming through there. Yeah. Look at those seven. But he, but he didn't do that for places that had closer borders to us. And no, I think that's, that's not what, No, no. You look at those that travel ban that people were complaining about. Look mm -hmm. at today, since he lifted that ban, look at how many terrorist cells came from those countries that are attacking. Oh, no, I, I believe we had a lot of terrorist cells because even when they did that sweep, but that's why they were banned. That was, that's, but that wasn't on Trump's watch. I think that was on Obama's watch when they had those uh, uh, Russian, the yep. Russian um, sleeper cells. Yep. They kicked them out. And that's my thing. I, I'm just like, I do think. For national security, I'm okay with it. I don't want to particularly say a Muslim travel ban because I'm not going to say that. But I do think we need to put a travel ban on just a lot of people entering the U.S. Because there is so many new strains of COVID coming in. 
There's so many new uh, diseases that have been, they're not, they're not pushing the news that much, but when right. you're uh, watching certain channels like um, CNN, not CNN, local channels that you hear about this stuff on, and it's not being pushed in major um, news media and a lot of people don't right. know about it. And then what's going to happen is they're going to wait for it to get here and then it's going to explode. Then everybody can talk about it. It's like in China where these kids were getting sick with these respiratory illnesses and the Chinese government is stomped. The healthcare officials are stomped. And I'm like, why ain't nobody with travel ban on China yet? There was one. The travel right. ban on China was there and then they called him right a xenophobe. Here, right, here, right now in the 2020. Oh, right now? You know why they won't? It was happening. It started in 2023 funny and it's still going on. It's so funny you said that. It's so funny. Look up in the news if you want, if you want to fact check this. But I think it was a year ago when they were talking about, like, no, not even eight months ago. It was like during the summertime when they were talking about this new strand of COVID that Biden actually considered putting a travel ban on China because they were not taking ownership of their origins when they found out it did come from the Wuhan lab and NIH was involved, mm. which is fa Anthony Fauci. So all this stuff's coming out Let's, now. Boy, let me tell you. Fauci. All this stuff's coming out now. Oh, I, I feel like a dummy on that one. Let me say, I feel like a dummy on that one. Now, I, I feel like that man need to pay some penalties and I feel like he owes a lot of Americans some money because yeah, I want some reparations from him. My my 40 acres and a mule shit. That man was a great a actor. They needed to put him up for an Oscar. Is that an yeah. Oscar? When yeah. you yeah, they need to put him Academy up for an Award. Oscar. Mm -hmm. Because homeboy was out here playing us like a fiddle, talking about all this stuff and the cap of it was a goddamn gone lie. Mm -hmm. Some you know what? I see why Trump was saying that stuff. He knew. Somebody need to kick him in the biscuits, right in the biscuits, right yeah. in the biscuits, really hard and add some gravy to it. And, and you know, it's so funny, Laura, that all this stuff that I was saying two years ago, people were looking at me no, like I was fucking it's nuts. It's not nice to say I told you so. Be but it is. Yeah, I told you so. <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> it's not nice to say that. But you know what, though? Even then, we didn't want Biden. We didn't want yeah. Biden. How the and hell did he get 81 million? We didn't want Hillary neither. But how do you it's get 81 like, million votes if nobody's supporting them anymore? Because because we who else did we have? And originally, like I said, I was going to vote for Trump, but I just didn't like what he said about the Muslims because yeah, not all Muslims are bad. Tweets? Would you That's take just like all tweet, the immigrants though? coming in? All the immigrants coming in aren't bad. You know, it's we. It's the issue is weed out the bad ones. Actually, the it's not that they're all bad. It's that they're it's bad because of how they're coming in they're doing illegal things you break the law coming into the country you shouldn't be in the country so they're all bad by the way second is you're using cartels coyotes to take you into the places to cross over illegally like you cross the border illegally don't matter what you're doing now, I, it wrong you're bad when crump crump when trump yeah, said crump. That, he getting crump when when Trump said that if you enter the U.S. illegally, you're a criminal, he did not yeah. lie when he said that. And when you do it illegally, you should be treated as such. You should not be getting, but uh, kid gloves should not be on when you're being handled. It just shouldn't yeah, exactly. because 
you know the laws of the land. You just do. And, you know, I I had, I was the most sympathetic because I was just like, you know what? These poor people are going through what they're going through. And then I'm like, yo, our American people are going there and they're getting got. And then these people, they don't have no remorse. And then I'm just like, some of them are coming here. You finding out they're not even working, that they're beating on, they're beating on their wives. They're beating on their girlfriends. And they're going to jail a lot, but getting right back out. So I start seeing it more and more. And I was just like, dang, girl, you can't be naive like that. Just you can't go based off feelings. Yep. That's just like my community. People just think because I'm black, I'm just going to be in line with a criminal because the criminal got beat down by a cop. Now, if you done pulled out a gun on the cop and you get taken down, it is what it is because you were a liable threat. Now, if your back was turned and you got shot in the back by a cop, now that is a different story. You know, it's just certain things. And some people are like, oh, no, you know, you're black, so you should agree. No, I don't believe with all, I don't agree with all black issues because right is right and wrong is wrong. You know what I'm saying? I stand on the side of right. And my issue was when I was looking at this, when Trump was first coming at it, I was looking at it from uh, feeling bad for them. Like, oh my God, because I was thinking about me being a black woman and thinking about black men and what they were going through in the U S. And then I was like, you know what? You, you, you can't, you can't correlate both of those things. I can't do that. And that's, that what the problem, that's what the problem was. So I had to sit back and look at it from a, a, a person who wants her country to run well and be mm-hmm. fair to everyone. And it's not fair to me that these immigrants who came here on um, boats back in the day and they came and got green cars and they built their small their small businesses and they built it up and now there's a well-known mom and pops business for them to have put in all of that work and for their families to put in all of that work yep. for you to come here and swander it. Not fair. But guys, uh, oh, let me say this too. There, there, the U.S. Embassy in the Bahamas has put out a warning, guys. Do not travel to the Bahamas. U.S. citizens are being targeted. Yep. And like I said, stuff like this don't make the major news enough for me. Yep. And people don't know this. And you know who goes to the Bahamas the most? Black people. It's cheap. Black people love to go to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. But this is for all Americans. Do not go to the Bahamas and Mexico. Everybody keep going to Mexico and they're like, oh, I want to go Cancun, this and this and that. Stop going. Our people are disappearing there too. Not just black, not just white. Agents are too. If you go there and you are not from that country, they are going to target you and they are going to kill you. And it's going to be in the most vicious way possible. Stop. Yeah that it can't happen to me because as soon as you get that mindset in your head it can't happen to me it's going to happen to you i know traveling is fun i know going outside of the country is fun but in this climate that we're in it's not the smartest thing to do so for all my listeners all my fans all my followers do not go to the bahamas the u.s embassy again has issued a warning that the u.s citizens are being targeted and attacked and killed. They have so many people going missing, and we don't even know how many people have gone missing in the Bahamas, but it has to be a large number for the U.S. Embassy to issue this warning. 
Um, so I, I hope you guys uh, heed my warning. And uh, be fast. Is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, want to check out? I believe it's travel.gov. Okay. For that ban. Uh, well, not ban. Oh my gosh. Warning. Um, I think it's travel.gov. I'm not sure. Um, so there's a State Department. The State Department website. Uh, let me get it for you. Okay, yeah, state.gov. So go to state.gov for any type of international travel alerts. And it's under travel.state.gov. And if you go there, you will see these alerts for U.S. citizens worldwide and also within the uh, Middle East. These travel things will pop up first in these banners for you. And you can get notified on the latest um, issues as they come out. You can also sign up for alerts as well. Uh, but always check the State Department website for those information. Um, be vigilant. Make sure you watch your back. Don't trust anybody. DTA, like Stone Cold. But Amen. thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> what you mean? Thank you. What? Boy, just because you um, in school, I mean, you still ain't a part of the show. Granted, I ain't got you on a girly banner. It's I okay. I'm okay. I'm I know about being shimmery and gold, you know. <laughs> it's all good. You can keep me. You can keep me in the background. I'll be like, I was in the back, like bizarre. <laughs> You're so funny. Also, guys, um, let me say this to you guys. Um, I love all of you guys, but I want you guys to realize that the most dangerous thing is going out into this world with no knowledge. Wherever you plan to go, Google it. My homie gave you the website. Check it out. Never get yourself in a mindset that it cannot happen to me. It can't happen to me. That is the most dangerous game to play with your life. It's like playing Russian roulette. Do not do it. Also, when you're traveling to different states, even in the U.S., make sure you know dangerous critters, dangerous creatures. When I moved to Charlotte, guess what I did? Research the spiders. Yeah, brown recluse. <laughs> brown recluse and black widows, the main, the main corporates here, and research the snakes. You want to know where you're at. You want to be able to identify in case anything happens to you. Even when you go on vacation, the main poisonous creatures that is there, you want to Google it so you'll know in case you get bit, in case you touch something, you'll you'll know the creature, how to do, I say creature because you know they creatures, right? They little scary things. You'll know how to describe it to the hospital or uh, whoever you have to come into contact when you need help. Um, I love all of you guys. If you guys have not done so, make sure you guys please subscribe and please share. And uh, like I always say, share us with your friends, share us with your family. Uh, hit that subscribe button. It only takes like two seconds. Also, please follow me on other platforms. You can follow me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook uh, handle is Alora Dannon Kane, or you can find me on TikTok. I'm Alora Supper Dannon. And also follow me on IG at Mrs. Kane, his queen. She's my queen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but guys, this has been the Alluring Hour podcast with your girl, Alora Danny, and our guest co-host, B-Vaz. And shout out B-Vaz again, guys. He will be graduating in May, I believe, with his yep. bachelor's. Yes, that's my boy. That's why he's been in my A, y'all. Yes, yes. 
So proud of you. Thank but you. But again, you. guys, be safe, love on each other, and I love you. <laughs>